everyone and welcome back to East Coast Haunts. I'm MK. And I'm Sam. And we are feeling a little bit silly. Um, it might sound a little bit echoey. Here. It might. Hopefully not. Uh, we're feeling a little bit like we were too dramatic in our last episode. Oh, we'd be. We're a little embarrassed because uh, we're back in the same in apartment. The same apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no furniture in here. Because I've already moved, Sam has already moved, I don't know why I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Sam has already moved out. Sam has already moved all their stuff out. But and MK's moving out this weekend. And so. MK is about to move out. So all of my stuff is completely gone. We've got like a chair and a half in the living room. <laughs> uh, but I came up, I came back up for the night and we're going to do a little recording. Record. We've got, we're going to record, I think, two episodes tonight. Yes. I'm not sure what the schedule for releasing these will be. Um, you might get lucky and get two episodes in one week Ooh. if I decide to edit these quickly. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see, though. Don't get your hopes goes. up. We'll see how it goes. So this is not our first uh, virtual one yet. Yes. So you got a couple more until that shit show commences. <laughs> that day. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but we do have a very exciting episode, I would say. We this do. This is like uh, a little bit of a mix of like true crime and paranormal, yeah. I'd say. I know a lot of our fan base uh, kind of shares a morbid interest <laughs> in the podcast Morbid. Yes. So I'm going to give them a quick shout out because they're doing like a five part series, series right now. They're right going now. Like, so into so much depth. So if you want more detail on H.H. Holmes and the Murder Castle, then go listen to their five-parter because they cover like every minute of his life. Um, they're a phenomenal podcast though. Really, really good. Uh, and I'm just going to give you a brief overview of his life and like the history of who he was. Um, for those of you who don't know, he yeah. was America's first serial killer, which is really neat. Quite the title. Definitely, yeah. And one of the most prolific, so... Okay. You know what? What does prolific even mean? Prolific is, like, uh, like, like well-accomplished, okay. which is, like, kind of... A misnomer. Like, a horrible yeah. thing to, like, use in this context. But I, 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 do, but I always hear the phrase prolific serial killer, and I never knew. They have a lot of bodies, and okay. they were able to evade capture. capture. For a while. And also, just a quick fun fact. I don't know if you're going to say this, but... Um, and they literally said this in the Morbid episode. But um, if you watch American Horror Story, the hotel itself is like... Or from I forget what season it is, but it's like American Horror Story Hotel. The hotel itself and like one of the main characters played by Evan Peters are both based on H.H. H. Holmes and like... Yo! House. I didn't that know that. Yeah, I still got to watch American Horror Story. The hotel is also based on that... Um, that hotel in California where um, that woman... Oh, the Winchester Mansion? Yes. No, 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 yes. no, 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 It's, sorry. It's a hotel in California, and there was that documentary on it a few, like, last year. Um, oh, woman, um, like, yes, the, the uh, hotel... Cecil. Yes, yeah. that's the one. So it's, like, a mixture of those two. Anyway, just a quick little fun fact. Um, that's so fun. I know. All right, do you want to... I-, I can start with the history of... Yes. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, and then you can get into the haunts of the murder castle, yes. and you know everything that's associated with H.H. H. Holmes. I am gonna try to keep this like a little bit different. Old, yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be like a repeat. Of exactly. Something. So if you've already listened to that series, which I highly recommend, 
still listen to this episode yeah. because Please. it's it's gonna be different. They don't cover the paranormal aspects. That's not their shtick. That's Shticks. weird that we both picked that uh, word Shticks. to say, but yeah. All right. Let's so the murder castle. The murder castle. So the murder castle was located in the Englewood neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's technically not the East Coast, but this guy was kind of like all over the East Coast. He so was like a little it truck. counts. Yeah. yeah, it counts. Um, and of course, it was dubbed the Murder Castle. So of course, we'll go into the numerous traps and legends that were supposedly housed in this castle. But I do want to begin with the history of H.H. Holmes himself. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes' childhood. Let's Uh-oh. get into it. I feel uh, like it was probably traumatic. It was not as much as you'd think. Okay. I really, I don't think. He was born as Herman Webster Mudgett on right. May 16th. So that's yesterday. Uh, 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. His parents were... That's on the East Coast? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He has a lot of ventures on the East okay. Coast. So it counts. So it counts. Uh, his parents were Levi Horton Mudgett and Theodate Page Price, and he was the third of four kids. They were strict Methodists, and the whole family was known for being extremely religious. Okay. So there's no record of abuse. Okay. But. I was like, is there a but? They were an extremely religious family in the 1800s who were also known amongst neighbors as strict disciplinarians. So you know that means that they likely Reading beat their the kids. Lines, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely beat their kids. Uh, he also had like a weird relationship with his mom and his sister. And by weird, I mean like sort of like sexual. Where like, what? I, yeah, I don't want to get too like into it. Yeah, guys. a little bit. Where And like, they were like jealous of all his girlfriends and like would say so. That's weird. That reminds me that there's always like lots of TikToks of like the moms with the sons. And, and they're like, are always like, okay, like, his future relax. girlfriend is not ever gonna be good enough for him. And like, yeah, and it's like, girl. I understand having high standards, but it crosses a line. It does. Yeah. You. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. So, weird. Herman or Holmes, was a very solitary child. He wasn't into the whole social scene. As a kid, he had what today we would diagnose as strabismus. (gasps) Exactly. From the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling (laughs) Bee. Exactly. But what that is, is it's a um, visual, like, diagnosis and you it's almost like being cross-eyed but not quite but you can't make eye contact with people so obviously that's like a little bit unnerving if you are talking to someone they can't make eye contact with you uh there were signs though that this man might grow up to be not uh not the best attribute to society (laughs) that's a nice way of putting it Um, but of course, like we didn't come across these signs and like early warning signs until like Mind Hunter and like yeah, you right. know whatever in the 1970s where they started profiling serial killers. It's like a hundred years before. Exactly. That. So he was obsessed with dissections. Okay. Uh, that's fun. He had kind of like a get rich quick or die trying mentality. He was like obsessed with money, okay. like. Greedy to the point where people were like, yeah, that's his, like, like that's not character trait. A little bit like, of a con man. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
like you wouldn't believe. Uh, he definitely had like some sticky fingers at places that he would work. Money would go missing, uh, and like classmates would be like, "Where's my wallet?" And Herman would be like, "I don't know." <laughs> Uh, he, there's no, like, first-hand accounts of violence towards animals, which I only mentioned because it's common with serial right. killers that they show, like, violence towards living things when they're younger, yes. and then it obviously escalates. But he definitely showed, again, an unnatural interest towards dissection. He was as not... Kid, yeah, he as a kid. Yeah, as a kid. To the point where people are like, mm, it's a little weird. Like, yeah. yeah not bizarre. like typical, like, seventh grade boy, like, we're gonna, no. like, cut open a frog. Like... He would do it, like, for fun okay. in his basement, which is kind All of All right. Um, you know. He was not a super, like, outstanding A, straight-A student, okay. but he wasn't, like, a bad student. He was just kind of average, average, which is kind of funny because, like, if you ever read any of his quotes, uh-huh. he thinks that he's, like, the next Albert Einstein. Narcissist. It's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, he was fond of practical jokes, which sometimes got him in trouble. Ooh, kind of fun. Like, kind of mean practical jokes, oh, though. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was also, like, bullied himself. Okay. He was traumatized by local kids who locked him in the room of a doctor's office <laughs> uh, with a, like, real-life skeleton, like, a real, like, Ooh. human skeleton. I don't know where the doctor was or, like, any parents, but apparently that traumatized him for years. Hashtag hurt people hurt people. Yeah, you're you right. Heard that? Yeah, I have. And that's really deep, bro. Uh, he realize, graduated... Realize, realize, <laughs> realize. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Only a very specific subsect of... The subset. Tumblr kids. Yeah, we'll you know. that. Uh, he graduated high school at 16. And then he decided that he was going to go to college. Okay. He fell for a woman named Clara Lovering, and he married her in 1878. Cute. They had a son, Robert Lovering, in 1880, and he was unfortunately not a super loyal or involved father. He physically and mentally abused Clara, and he, but he was the one that was financially dependent on her, which was okay. kind of weird. Okay. Um, she eventually left him and moved up to New Hampshire. Good. Just like girlfriend. But, uh, they never officially divorced. Okay. Which and is going to come back. they even, like, together when, like, he died or something? Like, they were Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it. Uh, so he enrolled at University of Vermont using her money. Oh. Uh, but he left after a year and enrolled at University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery. Okay. It was not for the betterment society or like wanting to help people he wanted to patent a medicine and get rich from that patent oh you know i feel like it'd be so much easier to patent something back then yeah probably exactly exactly (laughs) but if you think about it now like there are so many things that like haven't been invented especially with like the ai stuff yeah Yeah. exactly i downloaded chat gp wait that's actually kind of funny like segue into this yeah because while i was doing my research i typed into like the chat gpt and i was like tell me about hh holmes and i like used some of the information from the chat yes. gpt which is so funny that the chat gpt that stuff i feel like it gets a, a bad rap but like it can be used for like very positive like educational purposes. yeah and i'm not like like um copying and what is it. yeah what do you call that Plagiarizing? yeah that's <laughs> I almost said patronizing. <laughs> I'm not patronizing. I'm not. But um, I do think that the TikTok memes of, like, the 
Snapchat AI are so Oh, funny. they're getting really funny. Bro, the craziest thing though is like when you say like, where am I right now? And it's like, oh, I don't have access to your location. And then if you're like, what are some good restaurants near me? It like comes up with a list of restaurants. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, Why does Snapchat need its own AI? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's creepy. And you can't like hide it or like de- unfriend it. Yeah, I know because mine is. I, I like screenshotted something that it said because I thought it was funny, and it's like, been at the top of my like Snapchat yeah. feed for like the entire time. Like, That's no way. I don't know. Apparently, it doesn't. Weird. So, uh, anyway, so he wanted to patent this money or patent this medicine and get rich. Okay. He also this fed his obsession with chemistry. And bad dissection. Oh. Yeah. It's not not on its own, not bad things to be. But obsessed we know what's with. to come. Exactly. Know? So just a little red flag. Um he set up like a laboratory in his bedroom of like the boarding house that he was okay. staying at. And his a laboratory, you yeah, say. like actually, like a full-on laboratory. And the worst part is, like, he had a roommate. Like, this wasn't like a single bedroom. Like, oh my god! And he was like up all night, like doing experiments with like these chemicals. And the roommate was like, "Are you?" This reminds me of kind Pitch of perfect. Perfect. Like, the, um, Benji, like the roommate. Does <laughs> <laughs> the magic? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. Actually, I watched it again for the, or I watched it like for maybe like the second or third time. I was literally with you. Oh yeah, you were. <laughs> Duh. Wait, that was so. I had like a moment of dissociation there for a second. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so this is like a little trigger warning for like something that could oh. be like a little bit upsetting. Uh, he. There were two separate instances ugh, of him bringing home like human bodies for dissection, and oh, no. uh, at yeah. least one of them was an infant. That's really bad. Yeah, and it was like... Where did he get them? Took them from the school and was like, I'm going to dissect these on my own. And they were like, okay. Extra credit? Yeah. Like extracurricular, I guess. But the like lady who was running the boarding house like found it under his bed and she was like, what the fuck? The baby? Yes. That's disgusting. I know. That's really sad. I know. It's so... Anyway... End of the trigger warning, though, for now. Um, he was <laughs> not a great student or very popular among co- other college students. Okay. And he, he had... sniff out a weirdie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny that you say sniff out because he had, like, apparently an odor to him, which earned him his college nickname, Smegma. I have literally nothing to say about that. Do you know what Smegma is? I did look it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty gross, but it has to do with like the foreskin. You got this. I'm not saying anything. I'm not. I don't. I that's that's about as far as I'm it's gonna go. It's just something super yucky. Yeah. That so I hope no that, one ever has to smell. I hope none of you have that nickname. I don't think I could think of a a, a more worse nickname. nickname. Like genuinely, I don't think I could think of one. I me either. So. If there's anything that you want to call me to like insult me that would probably be it yeah and honestly i can see <laughs> i was gonna say i can see why you hate people 
That was his villain origin yeah, that story. Yeah, exactly. That's his villain origin story. Like, oh my god. But also, I really think it's like I don't feel bad for him. Like, if, if this was happening to some like poor kid, I'd be like, oh my god, they're bullying him. But oh yeah, poor he's kid. He's evil. He's already like what stealing babies from the labs and dissecting them. Yeah, no, this guy was uh, not it. Not it. He was not it. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's really all there is to say about this guy, yeah. though, right? So. Anyway, he used to participate in this other fun little hobby called grave robbing. Oh. Uh, and that's how he would get his cadavers to dissect. Okay. Uh, he was in this little line of business with his professor, William James Herdman. Oh. And then after he was done dissecting these cadavers, uh, he would use them to defraud life insurance companies. So he would like take out a claim... On a person, person, and then, like, place their body as if they, like, died, oh. and then collect the and life so insurance money. so it wasn't actually the person that he was saying it was? I, I don't believe so. I, I just know tricky, that... Tricky, tricky. Crazy, crazy little man. Yeah. So then, unfortunately, he did graduate with his doctorate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, he... Graduated in 1884, and he moved to New York, which okay. again, East Coast. Uh, and he was doing his thing. He like opened his little practice, and okay. you know, was what kind dissecting. Of was he? Just a doctor. Okay. Oh, I guess they didn't really have that. Yeah, they were just like, oh, he's a doctor. Cool. A doctor. Cool. Amputate this. my arm. <laughs> uh, so Robert, his son, okay. was like thought to be staying with him because people like saw this little kid helping him out and they were like oh he's around his son's age it's probably robert um and then he like disappeared and people were like where'd he go and he was like oh he went back up with his mother in new hampshire but people think that like unfortunately like he may have been one of his first victims and it wasn't robert though they don't know oh my god which is like quick little letter up to Clara yeah. in New Hampshire probably could have figured that one out, yeah, but right? no one ever checked as far as we know. Wow, okay. Uh, so then, after that, after people were kind of like, where'd the little boy go? Yeah. He moved to Philadelphia, okay. Pennsylvania. And he became a keeper at the Norristown State Hospital. Or, yeah, Norristown State Hospital. What's a keeper? Like a body keeper? Like, a, like almost like a security guard, okay. I think. Oh, okay. Which... If you have your doctorate, like, well, yeah, right? I don't know. I, this guy's all over the he place. He obviously just wanted to get out of town first and then figure everything out. I, Norristown is, like, right by Villanova. Yeah. So I've definitely been there, like, a few times. Not to the hospital, but, like, yeah. I've definitely been to Norristown, like, a few times. I actually got my second piercing in my ear there. Really? Yeah, at the Norristown. I wonder, if the, I wonder if the ghost of AJ Holmes was watching. And he was, like, slay. He was, like, with that new second it's okay. I don't want to be one of his bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he uh, began to work at a drugstore in okay. Philly. He left when a boy died after taking medicine that he got from the store. And people were like, why did you sell him that medicine? He was like, this is weird. next question. Okay. Um, so then he was like, I'm out of here. Moved to Chicago and changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. H.H. H.H. And this guy's a 
fucking nerd. It's an homage to Sherlock Holmes. Like it is. I never put that together. I know. Which I was kind of like, that's a shame because I really like Sherlock Holmes and I like this. Embarrassing though. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I would never like be like. So Let me change my own name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally, like, Why was I just about to say that? Yeah, like, that's cringe. My own name. I'm, I'm Ginny Weasley, Weasley now. now. That's just not. That's just not. Also, I don't want to say what that voice was. Sorry. <laughs> it was my impression of him. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> so let's not forget, right? Okay. Yes. He's still married to Clara. Okay. Uh, he tried filing for a divorce by claiming that she had cheated on him, but first of all, wasn't true. And second of all, she was never even informed that he had filed for divorce, oh. so it didn't go through. But that didn't stop him from marrying a woman named Murda Belknap in Minnesota. Okay. What he was doing in Minnesota, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not the East Coast. But uh, he has a daughter with her, and her name is Lucy. Uh, Chicago, fun times. H.H. Holmes moved there, like I said, in 1886. He lives in Wilmette, Illinois, and he works in Chicago, right? Okay. So he gets a job at a pharmacy near Jackson Park in Chicago. I don't know if you can tell, but this is Chicago, okay? <laughs> Me and empath think it's <laughs> Chicago. Okay. So he begins, he buys this plot of land right across the street, and... Uh, he begins construction on a mixed-use house in 1887. So it has residences on the top oh, this is... and retail on the bottom. Okay. And this is what is going to become known as the Murder Castle. Um, a dramatic name. Exactly. Did he give it that name or did the, the, the press? I think the press gave it that name. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, yeah. my Murder Castle. H.H. <laughs> <H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H
but well, I'm only gonna hit some of like the high points here. Okay. High points. That's like Hi- some of the like more well-known, well-known ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so early victims, he had a mistress named Julia Smythe, who was staying at the do- at the hotel with her daughter Pearl, okay. and this was in 1891. Um, he claimed that she died during a botched abortion that he performed himself, but had no expertise in, and had no business doing that. Yeah. Um, and then he also poisoned Pearl. To kind of like wrap up all the loose threads. Yeah, if that had really been like a mistake, he wouldn't have randomly killed the daughter. Like, and like he, like pretty much forced her to have this abortion too. Like it, it's it's actually like a pretty horrible, horrible. Oh my god. Uh, way to go. There was another one, uh, another mistress that supposedly died from a failed abortion, uh, Emmeline Sigrand, okay. and she disappeared in 1892. So it's you know pretty much sure that. She died because of him. Uh, There was an actress living in the building with Holmes, and her name was Minnie Williams. And he married her in 1893. Her sister Annie came to visit her, and neither were ever seen alive again, which is really sad. Uh, He was suspected of many other murders in between the years of 1891 and 1895. Visitors of the World Fair, workers in the building, they would find later, like, items of theirs in the murder castle. Okay. Um, And a lot of them were monetarily motivated. So, like, life insurance policies and selling bodies to local medical schools. But also, like, a lot of... He was definitely, like, a true sadistic serial killer and that he took pleasure. Yeah, because you don't... I don't think you get to... 200 people being killed just just for money yeah so some of the most like well-known murders that he's known for are the pitezel murders okay so at one point he had an associate 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 named ben pitezel who helped him defraud insurance companies and uh hh holmes is like locked up for a stint right okay and he meets this guy named Marion Hedgepath, who gives him an idea for like another like fraud scheme. Okay. Right. So how does this sound? One. How about you? All right. If I came to you and I was like, I have an idea. Okay. We're we're gonna get rich quick. Okay. I'm um, listening definitely. And I was like, what if you take out a ten thousand dollar life insurance policy, and then we'll fake your death. What would you say? I would say, I mean, are you H.H. H. Holmes? Or are no, you're me. Head? I would be like, first of all, that is so, I, would, I have too much to lose. It's so risky. But like, if I were like a scallywag or a scoundrel, I'd be like, okay, but why don't we make fake your death and have it come out on you? Because I wouldn't trust that. Mm, that's lame. But <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, H.H. H. Holmes like felt the same way when this was pro- okay. like proposed by this Marion Hedgepath. But he was like, what if I took this and like did it to someone with like a few less brain cells than me? Oh. So while he's in prison, uh, Ben Peitzel goes and he... Uh, opens up like a fake patent office yeah. in Philadelphia to scam inventors. Now, okay, H.H. Holmes goes to him and he's like, what if you take out a $10,000 life insurance policy 
and we fake your death with one of like the cadavers, right? Oh, man. Crazy. He's like, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, this guy's like a goofy little sidekick. Okay, so they take out the life insurance policy. What do you think was going to happen? Like, he knew that Holmes was like a, a scallywag. I don't know why I keep using that word. Um, why do I literally have scallywag written down like, in my notes? Because that's, and also, does he know that Holmes is a murderer? Uh, I think he probably has a good idea. Okay. Wow. Okay. So H. H. Holmes gets out of prison. On the way, marries another woman named Georgiana Yolk. How did he, how did he get all these women? He's still married to both of the other ones. He's not attractive, like in the slightest. I think it was just kind of like his um, what do you call that? Like magneticism. His charm. Yeah. Exactly. So. He goes and he meets Ben Peitzel in Philadelphia. He chloroforms him and lights his body on fire. Oh. So oh then. Oh my god, that's really freaky. So, being the kind and generous man, okay, that he is, um, he gives his widow some money. So, Peitzel's okay. wife, and he's like, oh, you know, I made $10,000 off this scheme. Like, I have no idea what happened to your husband, but, uh, Here's five hundred dollars. I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised. And then, for good measure, kills three out of his five kids because <gasps> they he's scared that they're gonna like come out tie up him. the loose end. like that they're gonna like put the pieces together and be like, oh my god, they murdered. Why? But did he kill the wife? Nope. And he left two of the kids alive. That is so weird. That is so weird. Very Not strange. Weird isn't the word. I mean, just I don't even know. So. Are we ready for like a circular moment? Yes. Hedgepath gets wind of this little it's, happening in okay. Philly. And Hedgepath is the one that gave him the idea in the idea. first place. And he alerts the authority to the fraud <laughs> going on. So Holmes is arrested in Boston in 1894. He's tried and found guilty for the murder of Ben Peitzel, and he's hung in 1896 in Moya Prison in Philly, May 17th. <gasps> That's today's date as we're recording oh this. Gosh. He confessed to 27 murders and then up to 130 right before his execution. And then this is gonna, this pissed me off. He sold his story to the Hearst Corporation for $10,000, which I'm like, who got the money? Exactly. I have no idea. Maybe his family. Hopefully his family. Or his, Hopefully the victim is One of his, like, f- oh yeah, true. Or like not. many of his four wives that yeah, he, like, gaslit yeah, seriously. was a horrible husband to. His body was exhumed in 2017. Oh my god, so recent. I know. When people were concerned that he had conned his own death and, like, paid off some of the prison guards to exchange his body with a cadaver. That's hilarious. Um, so he wanted to be buried under a slab of concrete because he was scared that someone was going to grave rob him, which, like, the old karma. Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, and he didn't want his body to be stolen and dissected. But Why? Why did he care? No, he's just a friggin' weirdo. Uh, but dental records confirmed the body under the slab of concrete were his. Okay. Uh, a little fun, fun story about Smegma here. Um, he was buried without pants. (laughs) Why? What does that mean? Because he he shat his pants during his execution. You're joking. (laughs) Like sometimes, (gasps) apparently, apparently, I'm not laughing. Like, 
Yeah, I am laughing at him. I'm well, laughing. I'm laughing at him specifically. Apparently, oh. sometimes when like but you're he, hung, you like lose control of your bowels. Just, but, but what do you think they would like put in? I love how they like, didn't put the new paint. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> We're not being paid enough to clean this up. Yeah, which honestly, like, good. I'm glad. Like, he didn't deserve to have clean hands. He, he didn't deserve to, to have anything. <laughs> I hope they like didn't clean him up either. They're just like <laughs> that's really so embarrassing for him because he seems like at least from the pictures like he tried to be all prim and proper in his like hat like his mustachio exactly and, like, like he literally like shat himself and then was like it's so hands. embarrassing lol <laughs> oh, crazy oh. scenes so let's circle back to this murder castle because okay. that's like really the focus of this episode yes. uh some of the features yeah that were included in this soundproof and airproof rooms so what imagine airproof like like no air is coming in no air is coming out so like eventually you would suffocate if you were locked in this room i wonder how long that would take that would be the worst type of death yeah i don't know i was wondering the same thing like how long does it take you to breathe because then it turns into carbon dioxide yes so you like suffocate in a room full of carbon dioxide i really don't like that and the soundproof so no one can hear you scream secret passages and a maze of hallways so that he could move undetected but it would like disorient his victims okay. <laughs> this man's had too much time with this that's man. what i'm saying like he really thought he was like, oh and he man. like designed it himself okay uh, <laughs> weirdo we all have hobbies there were like paths and staircases that like literally would lead to a dead end like okay. there was like nothing at the end of them to trick people yeah i guess again to like disorient them i have no idea um trap doors with like shoots down to the basement so you'd be like walking in your room and you'd like step on the area rug and all of a sudden you were in the basement which was like why did he he do that to like kill them he's so weird yes don't tell me that it was just financially motivated no he definitely was having fun it was like a game to him right yes it was uh and like the basement was like by far apparently the worst area of the thing because he had the soundproof rooms down there he had gas chambers down there with locks like only from the outside obviously so that he could like lock them in how that's how he designed it like the 1800s yeah i think i have a skewed vision of like the olden days me too how do you have gas chambers built into his apartment complex like that just makes no sense well i don't know i just know that they existed in his little world uh he had pits of acid and like quicklime for dissolving of bodies and he also had his own crematorium oh were there like police like, I, wouldn't you think that, I mean, I know that it was a different time, but, like, don't things have to be, like, checked up on? Like, constables. Like, well, my big question was, like, how did he build this and, like, construction crews not get suspicious? Yeah. But he would, like, it's, like, kind of funny. He would, he went through, like, dozens of, like, different construction crews over his time building this, and, like, he would, like, scam all of them because okay. he'd, like, say he wanted them to build like the gas chamber right so he'd bring them in he'd have them like do the bare bones of the room and he'd be like oh my god like you've done something wrong you're fired and i'm not paying you (laughs) then he'd bring in the next construction crew and have them put like the nozzles in they'd be like oh my god like this nozzle is faulty like i'm gonna get out of here you're fired i'm not paying you and he didn't pay for like anything and no they didn't realize shit 
I know. He's such a jerk off. And it's funny because I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Like, he doesn't look that, like, like, I I picture, I feel like he'd be like, hey, guys. Yeah, he does kind of look like, hey. But, like, he doesn't look like, if I saw him, he doesn't look, like, intimidating if I didn't know who he was. I think that's why he was able to get away with so much. Yeah, like, look at him. Hey. Hey, guys. Why don't you step into this little soundproof room? Um, so, I know that it's kind of been, like, blown up over the years, and, like, I'm sure American Horror Story yeah, took the their, Yeah, the urban like, legends, right? Exactly. So, it might not be as macabre as, like, what it actually has been made out to be. Yeah. Uh, and it's been, like, exaggerated over the years, but whatever the case, I'm not surprised that this place is haunted, because... Oh, my God. ...so many people met their end, unfortunately, in this murder castle. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to end my portion of the episode with a quote from Mr. Uh, Herman Mudgett himself. Mr. Smegma himself. <laughs> he said, quote, I could not help the fact that I was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. End quote. Bro, he really thought he did something. <laughs> That's like what I'm saying. He like, really like come he on. Like, he obviously tried to be a poet and failed. And he was like, He was a poet. But he didn't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a shit. I literally, you know how you have those like, see, like obviously there's no serial killers that I like, but you know you have like the ones that like piss you off. It's just like the cockiness. It's like I know you think, I know you think you're something special, but I promise you, you're like literally you're literally not. But yeah, go off, okay. So yeah, like you said, he. It's it's no wonder that the Myrtle ca- murder the Myrtle Castle. I the Myrtle Castle. I'm just saying Myrtle Castle so many times. It's no wonder that the Murder Castle is haunted, even though, like you said, it literally doesn't exist anymore. No. So at first you're gonna be like, okay, like what are we gonna talk about with the haunts? But just wait and hear me. Out. I'm excited. So the Murder Castle does not stand any longer, probably for the best, I would say. Yeah. Although I, there's a part of me that would have loved to tour it. Yeah. You know. Well, apparently, I did read that someone bought it um, Ooh. after he was executed, and they were going to turn it into a museum. Museum, but then I think it like a, a, there was a mysterious fire, which probably the neighbors were like, "We don't want this to be." Yeah, like, you know what? I don't blame them. Yeah, so they're like, "We don't want. We would rather just, this just be like an empty lot." Exactly. So, even though it's not there anymore, the legacy definitely still lives on, and the area where the actual building was, it's said to have plenty of residual hauntings. Oh, I'm sure. Which is not surprising because there was lots of traumatic events that happened yes. here. Um, despite literally, again, not existing, the murder castle was named the most haunted house in Illinois back in 2020. How, uh, yeah, I don't know. But maybe they didn't have any other good contenders. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois is not very haunted. You heard it here first. Yeah, right. Or maybe it was like of all time. Like, that would make okay. sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. If it's it. called the murder castle, like, it's... It's got to be up there. It doesn't get much more haunted than that. So the area that was formerly part of the murder castle, uh, a lot of that is has been overtaken by foliage. So it's you know just like flat like land with like yeah. grass and stuff now. Like pretty un- unassuming. But there is an area that does have a little building on it. I think I know what Do it is. Do you know what it is? I think it's a post office. Yes, it's it? a post Let's office. Let's go. So it's literally the most boring possible place. 
to like so overtake. funny. It's literally so funny. I know. Like it went from the murder castle to like the local post office. UPS. So people do report though that in this post office, in like the basement area of the post office, um, they there have been some ghostly apparitions. There are shadowy figures. There are unexplained and unsettling sounds. Yo. So people go in there and they do say like they feel uneasy, like the vibe is weird, it's off. You yeah. know, it, it reminds me of like the Candyland in um, oh. Penhurst Asylum that we toured. Um, like when you just feel like something feels wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. Um, and because of that, it's become an unexpected tourist attraction. <laughs> so people do travel and like like people who are like into spooky stuff to, like us. Yeah, I would go to this post office. If they're in Chicago, like a ton of people go there. There are also like tourists throughout Chicago. I'm sure during ghost tours, they a lot of times yeah. walk past it. Um, but it's just funny because it's, it's a fully functioning regular post office, but it has this like insanely macabre history. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone like didn't know? Like, I wonder if there's like a plaque there that's like this. Used says, to be. Yeah. I doubt, I highly doubt I that there is. there is. But could you imagine like your childhood post office like being like, oh yeah, like for whatever reason, like I just, maybe I just don't like going to the post office. And then like one day you find out that it's the site of like quite possibly 200 murders. Yeah, that's. I, I don't even know what I would do. And post offices already kind of give me a little bit of, like... I hate post offices. Like, they're, like... I, it just... It feels like... Have you ever heard of, like, the back rooms? Um, yeah. I, I don't even know if I can explain it. Is but, it like, like it what? feels, like, almost like an alternate dimension. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. I've seen those on TikTok, like, like pictures of rooms. And yes, like, that's exactly... Have you ever dreamed of this yep, room? That's literally exactly what I was talking about. But, uh... Do you think they sell, like, postcards? It's, like... They do sell postcards. I don't think they're not specifically of um, H H Holmes. Yeah, they, yeah, but they're just like of like you know Chicago and wow, stuff. Oh, that's kind of boring. Um, but that that's a good question. I refuse <laughs> to find that out. So something interesting. Well, okay, I found a really funny Google review. So first of all, overall, this place has like I think it was like two stars or one point five stars. Oh no. Um, and it has a plethora of horrible reviews, like. People just say it was like the most disorganized, the rudest workers, like all their mail gets lost, like all this stuff. And like, I have to wonder if it's because of like the dark vibes. Maybe. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, people love to complain on the internet, but like, it was like unlike anything I've ever seen. I was like, oh, that was like low key kind of funny. I know. Well, I found this one review that I was like actually laughing out loud. <laughs> Because all the other ones were like serious reviews and were like <laughs> talking about how they, how it was like a horrible post office and this person said, I handed my package to the woman behind the counter and it slipped right through her pale translucent fingers. Would give this place five stars, but some guy with horns on his head tried to grab me and pull me into the walls. <laughs> it's so funny. It was, okay, and credit to Annalise, because that's the person that wrote really I literally funny. thought it was so funny. Because all the other ones, and it's, Translucent fingers. <laughs> a guy with horns tried to grab me and pull me into the walls. <laughs> and all the other reviews are so serious. Stop it, that's so, so funny. I think it's safe to say that that person definitely like knows the history and was like playing. Probably. So while the original H.H. Holmes house is gone, there is the post office, but there are other uh, locations that are tied to Holmes and his spirit, and they're rumored to be haunted. Uh, this place is the, you said it before. Maya Mensing, yeah, Maya yeah. Mensing prison in Philadelphia, which I can't even like picture where that would be in Philly. 
right next to Easter State. <laughs> they're all right there. They're all just like <laughs> in a line. So, um, and like you said, this is where Holmes met his fate. He's hung. Um, and apparently this prison is haunted by H.H. H. Holmes himself. It doesn't surprise me. He uh, is known to be walking around, roaming the halls of the prison, or peering out from behind his cell bars. Ew, that's <laughs> creepy. It's For so whatever creepy. reason, like, peering, yeah, like, behind. peering out from behind. Creepy, even though it's like he's technically behind the bars, it's creepy. I don't like it. I, I hate, hate it. it, actually. So that's terrifying. Um, and apparently this is, like, fairly common. Like, I mean, not, like, it happens to everyone, but, like, it's a well-reported sight. Um, people also sometimes hear the echoing of footsteps, um, as like when, when they're like when there's no one around, they hear inexplicable inexplicable inexplicable. Thank you. Oh my gosh. They hear inexplicable banging noises, Ew. which is terrifying. Yeah, I don't like that. And some visitors also claim that they feel like they're being watched. Which have you ever do you have that feeling ever? I feel like I should have it more than I do. I do too. I do too. I like I really don't get it that often. Yeah. Um sometimes I will though. Yeah. Sometimes if like I might if it's like dark out, like I have a window, like the shades aren't closed, I feel it. Me too. And then sometimes if I'm like walking in from my car at night, like into an apartment or like wherever. Yeah. I like I, I don't know if it's because I'm paranoid, but I always feel like something's Yeah, weird. right. Like yeah, I, know, I agree. Me. I do feel like I should feel it more. Because uh, whenever I see this, it's like the paranormal experience. Like, oh, someone, like, I feel like someone's watching like, me. Yeah. Like, but, like, sometimes I can tell when someone's, like, staring at me. Like, yes, at work. Yes, yes, yes. I can tell. <laughs> like, you, you know. Back, exactly. And I'm like, can I help you? Can I help you? So, that's, I know that's, like, not a ton of haunts, but since it physically doesn't exist anymore, that's kind of, like, I mean, what we got to work with. Yeah. But I have a fun fact for you. There is an upcoming hula, oh my gosh. Hula, hula, hula series based on the devil in the white city, which is like that famous H.H. Holmes book. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. He's not playing H.H. Holmes. He's playing, um, one of the architects or something. Oh, interesting. And, um, so I'm always wondering if, I mean, I've never read Devil in the White City. I kind of want to read it I'm wondering what, is it like from the point of view of the architect or something? Or I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm very excited for that series. And one of the executive producers is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yo, you know, so I I know. Stacked. Stacked cast. Yeah. That's so exciting. I can't wait to watch that. It's cool, right? I'm very excited for that. You know I'll be watching it. Yeah. You know. So that's the story of the murder castle and H.H. Holmes. For a building that doesn't exist anymore. That's a lot of haunts. A lot of haunts. That's a lot of haunts. And I do have to say, so our next episode, which we're going to go record right tonight, now. yep, <laughs> uh, is that it's going to be very, like, paranormal heavy. Okay. So, and, like, a little bit less history. Yeah. So I feel like those balance out Perfect. pretty well. And I don't even know what we're doing here. It's yes, surprise I surprised so her with it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be... I think you're really going to like it because I was reading it and I was like, what? Oh, I'm so excited. So, all right. Without further ado, let's go record. We'll catch you guys... On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Stay cool out there. Thanks for listening. Bye.